to the Stockout. This is your show at FreightWaves for all things related to the CPG and retail industries. Uh, today, we're going to be focused mostly on the retail uh, side of things. We'll talk about some implications for CPG. I'm Mike Bowden, just one of your hosts, joined by Grace Sharkey. Good to see you. you your hair is partially blue, partially not blue. I guess that's the, the two week being two weeks out of uh, yeah. F3. Yeah, exactly. We'll start. That's how we can start judging how long it's been. It's going to just start slowly fading away. But uh, yeah, we're so, we're still heavy blue, which I usually forget about until I run into someone in uh, at a store who quickly notices it. So we're still here. Yeah. yeah and since you're in Michigan, I'm sure people probably think it's uh, your supporter, Detroit Lions, wearing the the blue the blue hair. They have the best record since the um, the Kennedy administration. <laughs> So we'll see if that holds up. Yeah, you know, I went to, I was thinking about for a second, maybe seeing the Packers-Lions game for Thanksgiving. And uh, I've I've been to the game before, usually spent a couple hundred bucks on the tickets. Uh, This year, they're sitting at like $1,500 a pop. So I'm like, well, that's how you know the Lions have finally made it uh, when you can't afford the the Thanksgiving uh, game. Yeah, it's one of the day, things I enjoy about Thanksgiving. Actually, watching the the the, the game, actually, um, like the Lions growing up because they were just to be a pain in everyone's um, butt because everyone liked the Bears where I was, and they had such exciting teams in the '90s with Herman Moore and Barry Sanders and those guys. Yeah, uh, but we're not here to talk about um, football. I want to get into uh, today's uh, discussion. We're going to talk a little bit about retail sales and what's the expectation is for this fall. So um, before I get into earnings, talk a little bit about some of these high level you know, expectations. So the, the, the NRF, National Retail Federation, says that they're going to see a rise that's going to be sort of typical, what, what was be- typical before the pre-pandemic levels, which is like three to four percent. So not a tremendous amount of growth, but still but still some growth in, in, in retail sales. That's probably kind of their default uh, expectations. So nothing really surprising there. Um, you know, Bain, big consulting firm, took, I thought, a little bit more of a cautious out outlook. They said that they expect retail sales to grow just 1% in November and December, which would be pretty bad considering that there's still inflation in a lot of these products. Although we'll talk about, um, you know, what Walmart and Target are saying about the, the inflation, which I think was pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, informative that they said last week. And then retail sales actually fell for the first time in October since March. So all those things kind of point to, at least from these, these outsiders, um, you know, viewpoints, a pretty cautious consumer. Uh, yeah, and I will get into a little bit more of this, I think, later in the show, but I I fully agree. I mean, it, it makes sense. All the reporting that we've done on the economy and you add student loans into the mix and that huge percentage of individuals who uh, are, are starting to pay that back or at least figure out what they can pay back at this point, uh, interest mm-hmm. if, if nothing else. But uh, uh, we have credit card uh, delinquencies at the highest, car payment delinquencies. So it's, you know, it's, uh, I think <laughs> we're going to see maybe a more frugal shopper uh, this this season. Uh, those who are putting on the sales, and I think this whole Black Friday weekend that we're jumping into, uh, we'll see a lot of people taking advantage of uh, of those big sales uh, over the weekend as well, just to, to make sure that they can, of course, still celebrate the holiday, but be smart about how much they're putting into their pockets. So... Uh, hopefully we'll see, but I agree on the cautious consumer, 100%. Yeah, speaking of, of caution, so 
Walmart reported last week, as did Target, as did Home Depot. But Walmart, I thought, was maybe the most interesting one, and that's a that's a stock chart. So we saw we saw the same the same chart last week. So the black line is Walmart, and the blue line is Target. And I said, well, those things have never been further further apart. Well, they did come closer together somewhat um, last year. So there's a, there's a relative change in the in, in the stock prices. Uh, Walmart down just under two percent in the last twelve months. Um, Target down twenty one percent. And then you look at the valuation gap. Walmart's trading at twenty about 23 times forward uh, earnings, uh, target charging at 14, so 23 versus 14 in terms of um, price earnings ratio. So still a big gap there in, in, in valuation. Uh, the, the Walmart you know, coming down, I think, was, was partially related to uh, the operating expenses of the percentage of sales ticking up. They attribute that to remodeling some stores. They attribute that to um, some labor inflation, although they, they said that's going to be moderated going forward. But what I thought was maybe the most interesting thing is they talked about October as showing some weakness in, in October, and they said sort of for the first um, you know portion of their third quarter, which they're they're a month later than traditional seasonality, so their third quarter ends at uh, based on Halloween is the last day, be at the end of October. They said at the back half of October they saw a noticeable slowdown the last couple of weeks, and they did cite some of those those headwinds that, that that you were saying. But they said they were more cautious on the consumer than they were 90 days ago. They did say November appeared to be normal. They did say that um, you know sometimes the the um, weather conditions can impact when you know when people go out to stores and and, and those things. But their comp was their comparable sales. Still up four point nine percent for the quarter. That is, is a slowdown from sort of six to eight and a half percent the previous few quarters. Now some of that is, is inflation coming down, which I thought was kind of the other main takeaway from from Walmart. They did have a lot of interesting things to say about inflation, and they said that sort of broadly speaking, the price level of the goods that they are buying that goes into their cost of sales, those have been coming down uh, pretty broadly. And they said that it's it's somewhat maybe skewed towards general merchandise, like the, so the general merchandise is down. Down pretty significantly. Uh, the, the portions that uh, are also down significantly is sort of the fresher foods, which is more of a commodity, you know, type pass through situation, and the areas that are holding up a little bit better in terms of of price. You know, for, for Walmart, we'd like to see them uh, show more deflation. There's a lot of these what they call dry grocery and certain consumable items, which are really these CPG companies. So, so the CPG companies have been more reluctant to you know, work with them to reduce prices. Um, and it does seem like those, you know, those companies make the argument that it's not just about a commodity, you know, pass through, it's, it's all of these other costs that go into those things. You know, it's the packaging costs, it's the manufacturing costs. So it just seems like um, sort of the premium to, to eat fresh has come down and um, sort of a lot of these you know, dry grocery items you know, still pretty high. So I thought all those things were were, were interesting. They they did say that they they think they may see dry grocery and consumables start to deflate in the coming weeks and months. So it sounds like maybe those discussions have started to change um, between the retailer and the CPG company. Um, but but a lot of interesting things there. They also said another thing that I thought was interesting was they they talked about wage inflation. They said that the wage inflation is not as bad as it was before. They said they're not concerned about going forward. They said that if anything, they're a little bit overstaffed, and and actually, Home Depot said something similar, where they said, um, you know, there really hasn't been an issue with, um, you know, with, with attrition uh, lately, like like there had been, you know, during the pandemic. So it does seem like 
we're sort of past the the height of the inflation. If anything, some of these categories are deflating, um, and you know the job market is not as tight as it was for, um, for for these companies as well. So it seems like a lot has changed, based just based on what Walmart um, you know said last week. Yeah, I I want to say it was like Q1. I remember both Home Depot and Walmart bringing that up the the employment issues, and I want to say Home Depot said they're putting in over. Uh, five million or maybe it's more closer to 10 uh, into into wages and, and perks and uh, different areas for every like entry level employees for that so it is interesting to hear that that's uh, settled that concern for both of them as well and uh, yeah that was a big emphasis going through the transcript uh, of the call the, clearly bringing down those prices too and it's uh, it, I agree with your statement and that, that next year will we see more of this deflation at least from Wall Walmart, uh, I would assume so, and uh, their stores have never. Been, it's it's interesting. I was just in one yesterday. Your stores have never been cleaner and, and put together, and especially uh, it's interesting. I was in a super Walmart, so they had more of the fresh groceries and stuff like that, and uh, very clean, very presentable. So uh, I think, especially during these times, someone like Walmart, you probably see it more in Dollar Generals and things like that. But you know, they they do well during the time where consumers are, are penny pinching and, and looking for these sales. And we've talked about in the last episode, their focus on Walmart plus and, and bringing the people in that way and building up that revenue as well. So, which by the way, I saw Walmart plus last night was sponsoring the Vikings Broncos game. Uh, the Walmart plus cam was like going and I'm like, look at these guys. There's they're putting all the money into this right now. So uh, I'm interested to see how, how that plus grows throughout this holiday season. If people take advantage of that, plus all the cost savings, they would potentially get uh, uh, from shopping there for, for presents and things of that nature. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but it's, yeah, I think it's happy. Most consumers should be happy to see that deflationary aspect happening at Walmart too. Yeah, certainly the stock market has liked it um, these past few weeks. I'm, I've been yeah. surprised at its strength. Uh, Target also reported last week, this one has been a controversial stock over the past year, really over the past two years. But I'd say in one line, it's maybe the sky is not falling as much as um, you know some people expected. They sort of, in spite of everything, operating income still grown more than a billion dollars compared to last year. Now it is against a, a, an easy comp. You know, last year you had the, the inventory situation, they were trying to bring everything down. You had the margins that basically got cut in half. All those things you're you're, you're comparing it against, um, and still seeing revenue decline. So total revenue down four point two percent. Guidance is for something similar, kind of in that mid single digit range in the fourth quarter. And I think the debate with Target is whether or not those declines in sales is it just a function of the economy, consumers cutting back on discretionary items, or are they just mm -hmm. losing too much share to to, to Amazon? And you know, you sort of think of Target's demographic as kind of upper middle class, and I think Amazon is in that is in that um, area as well. You sort of think about how many people have have Amazon Prime now. It's over 100 million households. Presumably, those are the same people that shop at, at at Target, and so I think that's the big I think that's the big question is um, you know is is just Target. Um, just losing too much share to, to Amazon. And, and, and if, if that's the case, if it's not cyclical, if it's that more permanent shift to the more convenient retailer, you know, then you could have, you know, same store sales declines, even when people are less cautious. 
with with spending. So I think that um, is is interesting. I mean, you know, Target. It's, it's it's a little bit hard to separate those two when when Target says things like looking at, through my notes. Some of the things they said was, you know, unit demand uh, for the industry down two to four percent in the categories. They said they've had seven consecutive consecutive quarters of declines in discretionary dollars and units. Um, and, and comparable sales and discretionary deteriorated from what had been a decline in the high single digits to a decline now in the double digits. Uh, so th- that's sort of the debate there. There is, they say inventory about 14% lower than it was um, and down 19% in discretionary. I don't think that's really the issue anymore. I think they've gotten the, the, the inventories normalized. And then they said, um, you know, comps within the food and beverage, um, you know, category that they said the, the pricing in, in those came down about 300 basis points. So they're seeing some deflation there as as well. They also had, had some comments on, on transportation. They said there's been a two week improvement versus last year in terms of lead time from, from, from international sourcing. And they said there's been about a 10 percentage point improvement in purchase order fill rates. They seem to have this this list of sort of high impact items that absolutely need to be on the shelf. And they say this, this list makes up about a one third of their sales. It's things that, that, you know, consumers really notice when they're not on the shelf and they prioritize having those on, on the shelf. And what may be related to that is, is on the shrink side, they said that that's still up 40 basis points year over year, but it's worse seems to be behind them there. And, you know, they were asked, I think it was a CNBC interview. They are asked, you know, what do consumers think about having all these, you know, sort of typical household items below, you know, behind glass that they have to ask for. And the response was yeah. they actually like it because that means that they're in stock. So um, <laughs> interesting <okay>. spin. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say uh, good, good PR work on that. I mean, uh, it's, you would hope that that's in stock uh, at the end of the day. So uh, it's funny that you bring that up though, because I know Target has been uh, kind of, doing a lot, a lot of these like mini stores as well, kind of like uh, Dollar General X-Ray in these uh, different areas, uh, like more downtown spaces and things of that nature. So um, I, I'm sure I'm going into a Target though and seeing that uh, behind the glass situation is, is ultra frustrating. I think we did an episode where we talked about at least yeah, you know, if not, I did one in August on on theft and how uh, that's why a lot of people are going to Amazon and these online uh, sources. I mean, you could probably even put. We just talked about Walmart Plus, right? Like these different shopping experiences where you don't have to kind of deal with that, and you can easily uh, order it today and have it delivered today as well. Now, I know I think believe Target might be undershipped. I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but they've done a, at least a really good job of uh, if you order something today, you can at least go pick it up at their customer service desk. But still. That's kind of the same frustrating situation. So I would agree with you. I think that they are competing probably heavily with Amazon Plus. And then I mean, if we're going to talk about holiday spending as well, that's going to be frustrating when it comes to maybe the deals that we see from Amazon and the um, different sales that uh, they'll have to compete with and with other uh, uh, companies like them as well. So, yeah, it's I could see uh, – uh, I think that that big market share aspect of of different choices, choosing Amazon or choosing different uh, services, that's a little easier to work into your daily schedule and is is not so frustrating. It's probably hurting them as well. Plus, I mean, at least up north, we're getting to the season where I don't want to drive anywhere and I want everything delivered to me. So if you don't have that experience available, that's 
probably going to push against you as well. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it creates friction in the shopping experience uh, for sure. I uh, wanted to ask you about um, this this holiday spending survey from from Bankrate. Bank bank rate. So, mm -hmm. what did you gather from that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is really interesting because I wanted to see, uh, actually for everyone as well, I have a radio show on Sirius XM. This upcoming uh, Black Friday, we're going to have a special Black Friday episode where we kind of talk about these different holidays. But we're going to this wonderful consumer weekend where you have not only Black Friday that I think we're all used to growing up with that's turned into pretty much an all-day event into Thursday, but you now have Small Business Saturday, you have Cyber Monday, and you have these different holidays that uh, you can, of course, look forward to some really great deals. And so I wanted to see kind of how that uh, trended within different uh, groups in particular. So Bankrate did an interesting survey and found actually that a lot of people are looking forward to shopping smaller this holiday season. Uh, they found over 72% of shoppers surveyed uh, were looking to spend a little bit more on Small Business Saturday uh, compared to 65% from the past year. Uh, what was also interesting is just at the top of my head, I would, I would assume that baby boomers would be the ones that would be interested in kind of seeing some of these these small businesses going in and kind of having that more local shopping feel, but it's actually completely the opposite. A higher percent, 72% uh, of millennials surveyed were looking forward to participating more in small business 69% uh, of Gen Zs, 59% of Gen Xs, all of saw improvement over the past year as well. Uh, and only 51% of baby boomers. Uh, most of the baby boomers are actually more interested in online shopping, which, uh, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do, like, do you find that a little odd uh, compared to like the what you would assume a baby boomer would prefer to do? Yeah, although I think some of them have gotten over it. Like I remember the early days, like the baby boomers would be, uh, you know, concerned that they put their credit card online and someone would would steal it. I mean, and you try to convince them that okay, if you did that at a restaurant too, you give them your credit card, someone could go and write it down anyway. And even if that does happen, you're not on the hook for fraudulent charges in your credit card. So it, I think yeah. it seems like they're they're over it and you know like the convenience now. Yeah, I, I'll say actually, like my my mother is Amazon's like biggest fan right now. This all this season, she's gonna get up off the couch. She's just on there buying all the gifts right away, which is uh, great for me, I would say. But uh, if we can actually bring up uh, the a, a chart from uh, Bankrate as well, I think it's interesting the reasons why people are, of course, looking at Small Business Saturday compared to others. Uh, on there, biggest, uh, biggest proponents is better customer service. Uh, the unique gift is a big part of this. People are, are looking for something that's uh, maybe only made once or specially designed for a friend or family member. Uh, they're also, of course, looking to just up up their own community and support people in their own neighborhood. Uh, better quality of products is a, is a big uh, part of this too, which I mean, uh, big retailers, you could learn from that. And then at the end of the day, lower prices. Now, lower prices wasn't a big reason why, but uh, it sounds like a lot of these smaller businesses are understanding where the consumer is and have, have fit that into their pricing models as well. So uh, it's it's interesting. We I mean, had a whole episode last week about, in our newsletter as well, that Walmart, you know, is spending so much on, on advertisements. And then you have a lot of these local small shops that are, are really uh, just focusing almost on the 
uh, controllables, what's happening in their store and, and creating these unique items that you couldn't find in mass on a shelf at, at Target and, and winning from that. So uh, I, again, I, I hope we'll, some big retailers learn from that as well and, and can consider that in their models uh, overall, especially the customer service aspect of things. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out too was the times that people are shopping. Uh, now, 37% said that they wanted to finish before this month was even over, which I would assume that we're going to see a lot of action then this weekend if that's happening. 26% started last month, which, you know, bringing up where retail sales were in October and then hearing that most of that started, it does make me concerned that maybe we won't see the numbers that the NRF has, has put out uh, for this holiday season. Will we hit those goals, seeing that October was actually lower than expected itself so something to consider uh 12% even started back in august i mean i'm actually one of those who kind of collects things throughout the year um and then at the end of the day uh over 30% took advantage of a lot of the sales that we saw in october uh and then early november as well amazon target but um uh, another interesting thing to know is that 34% of those surveyed who did spend that time uh, taking advantage of the deals from Amazon and Target, Walmart, and other big retailers in October, uh, a lot of that wasn't even for holiday items. So how many people out there are we going to see spending or at least putting a little bit more cash out there to uh, buy things that they just need around their home or maybe just uh, groceries and things like that in particular, but taking advantage of the sales uh, items in November too. So interesting uh stuff and i think it's uh especially interesting that we're looking more at the small businesses and and seeing you know freight tech a lot of what we write about is this freight tech type of of uh the industry that's helping a lot of these small businesses put their uh, uh products online and a lot of those uh, of course small retailers are noticing a big difference uh when they do put it online they say uh that those i they're of course uh revenue and and sales go go up so for all those uh, technology players out there looking to create something well small business saturday isn't going anywhere and these small businesses don't seem to be going anywhere and uh they need help of course reaching a customer base that's looking to to find them and reach out to them too so i'm excited to see like i think reading this um companies like etsy like that's i think uh, going into their uh fourth quarter uh uh earnings i'm excited to see maybe how they um experience this holiday season because for me, Etsy is like the place you go to for small businesses and for unique items. And I was just on there yesterday looking at stuff. So we'll see kind of how, how they end up uh, seeing retail and, and uh, holiday sales as well. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to support a small business, I try to think of how I would do that. It just seems like maybe it would be like a like a gift certificate to a restaurant or something. Or, I mean, like you said, I mean, a lot of these art artisan items that are made by this kind of, you know, local artists. Um, you know, so it's, it's almost a reflection also just completely different categories of, of, of items. Maybe it's just younger people realize that we spend too much on our, our cell phones and computers and those things and, 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 and want to do something a little bit different. Um, you have about a minute and a half yeah. left. I'm just going to take, take you around the site uh, pretty quickly. Uh, article from Joanna Marsh. Surface Transportation Board chairman is not going to seek reappointment. I think this is a pretty big deal. I think he's really tough. Yeah. 
uh, on the railroads um, in a way that's tough but fair. And I think that um, you know he, he made the discussion and some of the actions to be much more balanced between the railroads and, and the shippers and between the railroads and the you know union leaders and those things. And and I think it's um, you know you do wonder if if some of these things like the reciprocal switching and, and, and some of the things that could potentially help you know shippers, including some of the retailers and CPG uh, you know companies um, you know on some of their upstream products uh, go away um, with him uh, stepping down. At the end of the year, does say he's going to be on for a few months, but um, you know I think that's a that's a big deal. So go go read that on the site. Uh, also recommend uh, Zach Strickland's article on the LMI uh, showing transportation market is fl- flipping is coming soon. Uh, maybe a little bit of a clickbaity you know title. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, <laughs> transportation flip is is coming. Yes, how, how soon is it coming? Is it is it really um, you know uh, upon us? Does it have a chart that shows logistics managers you know index? where you know it shows in the white transportation capacity so yes capacity is down and you know pricing has um you know maybe come down as well at least when you look at the the yellow line uh you know pricing and at some point those you know flip with more and more capacity coming out and if you really want to know whose capacity has come out um you can go and read craig fuller's article our CEO and founder. Um, this is a laundry list of companies that <laughs> had either gone out of business or terminated large numbers of employees in in mass, you know, terminations. But it goes goes on and on and on about um, yeah. you know examples of companies that have, have come out. It really is a roll call of 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 who has shed employees. So. Um, this reminds me of that the, the tweet that people were laughing about the other day is like you know the worst thing can happen is you wake up and you see a Freightwaves article written about your company. Um, but, but those are yeah. examples. Yeah, watch out for a call, a call from Clarissa Haas. Uh, you know it's over if, it's, <laughs> yeah. if that's happening. <laughs> exactly. I love so, that. Um, so go read those articles oh. and have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.